episode of the Nine Take Fivers. Um, I'm gonna start this week a bit off a little. Uh, I'm gonna start this week off a little bit differently. So I was thinking, obviously, we've been running for the year, and I just thought we need to shout some people out. Like um, number one, I think Hanjan Riley deserves a big shout out. Still, big big shout out. <laughs> Reposting, liking, inboxing me stuff. I was just like, nah, man. Like I don't even know you from anywhere, but you're doing doing your thing. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, and I really appreciate it. Well, still, you know for I mean? real. So. Shout out Hanjan, um, shout out Dixon, shout out Del. Um, who else have we got on, on the shout out list? So shout out um, Yoland. Yoland, I see you. She's been supporting us on early as well. Early. Shout um, out I, I am in Ibada. You know, she's always reposting our stuff, commenting. I see you. Shout out Fees. Um, Osho Cinco. Osho. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, shout out Vino DQ. Yeah, I see you, Vino. What's um what's thingy's at? I don't want to say his government name. Which one? Um, your boy. Um, the one I gave a lift home that day, but he's always commenting on our stuff. Oh, um, under the fifth, <laughs> under the fifth rib, my guy, my guy, always good energies. With, with always me, with fun. Me. Um, there's, 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 there's there, actually, actually quite a few. Shout out um, Tobes as well. Tobes, you know I mean, he's so always giving me ideas and um, stuff that we can discuss as well. So obviously, there's many more, but these are like the standout people. You feel me? And um, obviously, he was Bella Bomber as well. Oh, always Bella, like, oh, how could you wish to get? She would have got up to you, man. <laughs> Baba, you feel me? Yeah, uh, Lord Grace, all, I see you as well, commenting, liking, and obviously everyone else in it. This is not to exclude anyone, but these I see these people always popping up on our stuff in it, so always. I appreciate it. Trust me. And obviously everyone on the 9 to 5 is team, man. Shout out T, who still can't be here. Uh, she's not feeling too well, so hopefully she'll be back soon. Uh, shout Probably. out Two Tones, you know, MIA sometimes during the week, but <laughs> 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 the hostess with the mostest, you feel me? But um, that's my guy. And obviously, yeah, man, every other listener that's been... Um, it's been rocking with us from the beginning. You get what I'm saying? Sometimes I'm not gonna lie, like it's it's real out here. Sometimes I'll be disheartened, like, oh, but this is long, man. We ain't got, we ain't got the fame. I feel like we deserve in it, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like I try not to focus on that, and I see it as a passion more than anything else in it. Because once you start to look at numbers and analytics, you can kind of lose your way. So, big facts. It's not, it's not, it's not that in it. This is definitely a passion, and the people that are listening to us are always giving us good feedback. It's not even just positive stuff. It's constructive. They're hitting me with ideas. Do you get what I'm saying? And obviously, oh, I almost forgot, like, shout out Two Tones, mum. You know what I mean? That's a plug, for real. Always, for real, man, like, always. you know what I'm saying? Shout out my mum. She's always encouraging me to to pursue this thing and, yeah, and push it forward. Team, you know what I'm saying? So even in a saturated market, yeah, I feel like we're still unique and I feel like we're definitely doing something positive. And we have our own niche, man. I don't think anyone else is doing it like us, really. So, yeah, shout out everyone else that's listening. Thank you very much as well. I just want to say now. that. And I appreciate all the listens, reposts, shares, likes, subscribers. You know, like it means a lot and it goes a long way. So keep doing your thing, man. Onwards and upwards, for sure, for sure. But yeah, moving on, man. How's your week been? Fresh trim, I see. You get a trim? Or did you cut yourself? (laughs) (laughs) I've got one just before the the tier four announcement, innit? I think one day before. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So where'd you get your trim? Is it is it in your area? Or do you go? I need to start coming here, man. you oh know no, when it's, it's in a, it's in Plumstead actually. Oh, is it? Yeah, no, yeah. there's one I see on your strip here, like towards the petrol station. Oh, I see some it Indian well. dons in it, but I don't know if they'll be good. The guy that I saw okay, that day, it was okay. one is is an Indian don, but it looked like a black barber the way they designed it. <laughs> so I was thinking maybe I need to go there and try it because my uncle brother is getting too lazy now. You know oh, what I mean? So you know when they start off quite. Yeah, like I go okay. to one. In, no, I go to one in um. Mine's like Hiver. No, not Hiver Green. Like Lewisham, Lee mm. Green in it. But he started off cutting it good, and now like. 
you know when you get a trim, but it doesn't feel like it. it's, <laughs> it's the trim you want. <laughs> you can't be, and I've had that the last two or three times that I've been okay. there. So I need to switch up my barber. You feel me? And obviously, anyone that's listening, if you got a certain barber, shout me. You know, like hit me up with a plug. You know, it's serious when you're starting to reconsider. No, nah, I was considering that. going to flipping where was it, Ealing, to get a trim. I was doing, re- <laughs> <laughs> I was doing research, yeah. <laughs> then I started looking at you know, like Insta, all these Insta famous barbers, and there's a. I don't know her name. I think she's called Queen Barbara or something like that. But she's based in Ealing. It's a lady that cuts oh, her. Sir. And you okay. know when the girls cutting hair, usually they're going to have to be certain mm. because you're going to get the stereotype like what you did. <laughs> so I was looking at all her trims. Certified. They were on okay. point, in it? But it's just that she was far. Like she's based in Ealing. But I was seriously considering it. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> whether it's a train thing That's or driving. So like, yeah, man. They say don't cheat on your barber, but I've divorced my man. I need to get a new uh, thing. It's me, so. I remember when I officially had to divorce my man. It was mine. <laughs> <laughs> I would have never had to do mine in it, but my original one that used to cut my hair from like year six, year five, is a Ghanaian guy actually, oh, light skin okay. guy. I used to work in. Remember shades? Oh, okay, he used to yeah, work yeah, in shades. Yeah. There was one tall, light skin Ghanaian guy. I never used to say much, but. Every time you got your hair cut as a work of art, <laughs> you could walk in there with no money in your pocket apart from the money that you have for your haircut. Yeah. But as soon as you walk out, you're feeling like Shining. you're part of MMG or something crazy like that. You feel me? So me, I remember I went in there once. I was like, where's this guy? And they were like, oh, he went on holiday. Two weeks later, I came. I was like, this guy's still looking back. <laughs> He's not I, coming knew, back bro. I knew that they defaulted that this guy in it, but I was, I was upset, man. So I switched to another one. He was decent, but he got too cocky in it because he had too many customers. Oh, okay. So he shagged me one time. I was waiting there for like three hours and I didn't get my hair cut. And people kept coming in and he kept letting them go in front. So I was like, no, no, no. I had to stand nah, up and give up. like a, do you know like that scene in Coach Carter? I was like, wash your deepest. <laughs> <laughs> I had to give him that. I was like, look, you're going to lose a valuable customer if I don't nah. cut my hair next. And then he didn't give me an answer that I liked. In it. So I was like, I'm bouncing, man. And then that's how I ended up with the one that I've got now. But... It's divorce time, man. I need to get a new one. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get a new one. Uh, I need to get a new one. No, you know what's mad? Yeah, I had I had one in um, Canning Town, innit? Mm. And obviously, when I was in this area, it was just getting a bit long to always so go keep there, going there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but shout out Toes. One time, me and him went there, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and bear get her, yeah. But <laughs> in the middle of a trim, yeah, the bailiffs came in. <laughs> It's time to go. <laughs> I like Clive from us. Nah, it was my fam. That's mine. Toes would look like me like, is this what you're really? <laughs> Imagine, oh. I'm me trim, yeah? I imagine I was trying to mm-hmm. argue about payments. I'm like, nah, bro, you have to finish the trim. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, luckily, I, I don't know. They called some contacts. Got some. Oh, that's so money, you know Yeah, I mean? that's so peak, bro. It was that's my peak, fam. I remember everyone was just laughing. The bro. embarrassment. You know what I mean? When you're bringing someone in and the plug is failing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is unbelievable. <laughs> oh, man. So yeah, after oh. that, I, had to, like, I just had to find someone local. Not only was it wasting my time, it was just like... Yeah, yeah. it just wasn't worth it, wasn't it? But, yeah, those experiences, man. <laughs> they definitely build character, you know what I mean? Uh, it's mad, it's mad. Oh. But, yeah, man, run up to Christmas, man. How are you feeling? Yeah, good, man. Have you done all your um, Christmas food shopping? I literally did mine yesterday with me and my brother. Like, we just went out. But it was weird. Like, we couldn't do it in one shot because the queues, in it? And obviously, yeah. this, this um, whole COVID situation... Where people are queuing up and that, I was just like, cool. We devised a plan. I ended up going to Charlton okay. to go shopping there. So I did a bit of shopping there. Then I came back to my area. By the time we come back, it quieted down in mm. it. So we managed to get everything that we needed. I think maybe just a few more drinks and then we're good. But yeah, that's about it, really. Like, 
presence wise, it might just have to be a money thing. I can't lie. No, but, I, that's, yeah. it's true. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I actually tried to get a present for uh, um, some people, but like Amazon nah, just checked yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, Amazon. It was coming in before then, oh, all of a sudden, oh, oh, it's coming it? now. Oh, I think from today. And I got Prime as well. That's getting cancelled. Oh, that's weak. <laughs> Trust me, man. Jeff Bezos still collecting money off people, though. But yeah, a lot of the websites now are like, we're not delivering before Christmas. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Basically. You see the thing with the. Um, the people in Dover, the lorries, they held them all up. So that's where most Bam. people's deliveries are. You feel me? It's like, mad, you know. They were fighting. They were wrestling the police. <laughs> <Of course. laughs> what lorry driver was down before? <laughs> oh, Imagine God. being there, though. Like, Imagine, that's such yeah, time. that's so big. Especially lorry, if you got like kids and that, and you're you want to come back to the UK and you live here and you want to try and celebrate mm. Christmas because apparently they could be stuck there for a few days, you know. Yeah, like, and they could end up missing Christmas because they, they get COVID. They, they came and to that. an agreement recently. Oh, is it? They've um. And they reopened something. Oh, okay. They allowed them like because oh, it's I saw the build up. It's ridiculous, man. Yeah. I I can't even lie. I would have been on smoke as well because that was mad. It's actually. I think they were fighting, please, isn't it? Yeah, no, yeah, they're yeah. fully wonk. My <laughs> brother was just laying on the laying on the floor, yeah, in front of his his lorry. Like you can't move me, <laughs> and he took his mask off. Didn't it? I was just like, nah, man. I, it's, it's peak though. That's mad. But people are still flying out. That's the maddest thing. Yeah. So even me. even though we are we are on tier four, not not that it's a snitching thing. I don't know anyone. But people are still flying. <laughs> people are definitely still flying out. You feel me? Which is mad. So, yeah, man. Just gotta do what you gotta do. Bro. Yeah, for real. <laughs> but um, do you think this tier system is like ruining Christmas? Mm. Or... Yeah, definitely. Like, I understand because they keep, they're saying that there's a new strain and that. Like, oh, there's two this, new strains. This thing is like a flipping. Do you know, like venom. It just like more since the cycle. Yeah, you think you got rid of COVID? <laughs> But nah, nah, it's, it's really. Like, remember, we talked about this like time ago. Yeah, like, like when you was talking about people against you. Them, yeah, the like mutation is likely, isn't it? Yeah, and I remember you said that because it's like even though they're developing a vaccine, it could still morph into something else, and it's true. It's true. So this vaccine might not even be strong enough to kill whatever it is that they're. Yeah, they're saying it can still. They think it will still cover everything. Oh, is it? I yeah, but yeah, nah, nah, it's mad. Um. People at work, people that I know, everyone's upset in it. Like, oh, this tier four thing was a joke. Blah blah blah. But I feel like. When it comes down to it, people are not listening, man. People are still going to do what they want. Because like. mm, obviously, unless you're finding people on the spot, maybe a grand or even the maximum 10 grand here, yeah, people are not listening. Like I saw on the news that like, today, literally, I was watching it, yeah, and there was a illegal house party in flipping Gloucester. They're, they're, <laughs> <laughs> I think some parts of that area is tier four as well. And they oh, fully okay, got caught man. by police, isn't it? So people are not listening, man. I feel like on Christmas Day, people are going to do what they want. But it has been ruined in a sense of you don't have the freedom to do it, innit? You kind of yeah. have to sneak around. So I hear that. It's funny though, I did see something on the TV and um, some man was proper happy. He was like, to be honest, uh, he's just giving me a legitimate excuse. I don't have to do the in laws, you know, I don't have to do this, I don't have to do and that. And this is real about it though, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, you know, I don't care about Christmas, it's good, man. And it's funny, yeah, I think actually a lot of people have used the COVID situation for. It's a legitimate excuse, but they probably use it. Use it as, yeah, yeah. Their trump card, didn't it? Yeah. Like, oh, it's COVID. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but really and truly, they didn't want the, the in-laws to come round. You got to really yeah, take up their time of day and that. But, uh, nah, it's actually yeah. funny, man. A lot of people, obviously, you can't choose your family, innit? but a lot of yeah. people don't really get on. That's true. A lot of people don't get on with their own family. I know someone yeah. that I work with. He doesn't speak to his mum and dad anymore. He's got yeah. a brother. He doesn't speak to his brother either. And they're twins. That's Mad, didn't it? So he's like, yeah, I don't speak to my brother. I don't speak to my... Mum and dad, like, I was just like, rah, like, and obviously they just falling out, innit? And yeah, yeah. just like, nah, man, like, I got my own family, innit? So I don't need to be, you know, paddy paddy with them. I was just like, mad. And sometimes it can't get like that for people, innit? So, oh, big facts. Yeah. And that's, it's kind of sad when you think about it, but it is what it is, man. Yeah, it is. That's life, man, innit? I think people are always going to agree or disagree. And I feel like 
this is the question I was gonna ask. Like, sometimes do you find it hard to be the bigger person? Like, I hate that stuff. Like, in certain contexts, yeah, I can hold a grudge. Like, not necessarily like I hate you, but I remember that you did something. But if you haven't apologized, you know, sometimes people will say to you, "I'll just be the bigger person, man. Go and talk to that person and explain." Like, I can hold, not hold it like. I'm not going to stereotype because I'm going to say like a lady, but hold it in a sense of it's detrimental to you, isn't it? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, sometimes I, I I find it so difficult to be the bigger person and be like, you know what? Let's talk about this. This is dumb. Have you always found yourself to be that person or is it something that yeah. you've kind of grown into? Yeah, I think. But between you and your sister, I don't ever see you not being that person. Well, being a bigger person? Yeah, I feel like you've always been a big I feel like your sister would be the type <laughs> to be like, nope. <laughs> you know what's funny? Yeah. Neither of us are. When it comes, oh, like the things we um, argue about is so petty. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> so we just, it just, so we don't end up talking about it, then we just forget it. And then you guys just end up being normal. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's 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 how it is. Though. Yeah, I, I think, think no, that, it makes sense, to be honest. I feel that's what a lot of siblings are like, innit? But some siblings are just like, nope, not until you apologize. Or some pe- some siblings might even fire out and then be like, okay, well, cool. Okay. You know what I mean? So with me, though, uh, me, and my, me and my brother are cool. I can't actually remember the last time we actually fought. But I feel like, my tendency is if I'm not talking to you, then you know you've done something wrong. But usually, I won't be the bigger person to be like, you know you did this. It'll be my <laughs> brother that I'll be like, oh, I'm sorry, like, because he'll know what it is, innit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll never do it off the back of, you don't even know what you did. I'll say, why the hell did you do this? And then not speak oh, okay, to you, you know enough, what I mean? And enough. then I leave it to that person to kind of apologize. But if I'm in the wrong, I might leave it a bit, then I'll apologize. Because I feel like if you apologize too quickly, they might not see it as sincere. You know what I mean? Mm. And it can be awkward as well sometimes when you just be like, okay, sorry, man. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, like it's okay. funny, yeah. It's, so, no, yeah, it's true, man. Some people, some people need their like they need their space. You know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. sometimes, sometimes people need a whole day just to be like, okay, I'm gonna cool down, and then tomorrow I'm good. You know what I mean? Like sleep on it, kind of thing. But some and, people want their anger to fester a little bit. Yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. They, true. They can't have you like snuff it out. True, of true, true. Yeah, no, but And they always say like you should never go to bed angry, but sometimes you need that sleep just to kill kill that anger. I think just just go and sleep. You wake up and you feel a bit better in it. It's like cool. So. Yeah, being a bigger person is very underrated. I don't think a oh, lot of people do that, you know what I mean? Because everything that, like, I think the older you get, we talk about compromise, but I think being a bigger person sometimes, especially when you're not wrong, it takes a lot, you know what I mean? And especially yeah, if you're not in the wrong as well. So. And as you get older, as you say, man, you, you don't have time for them. No, no, for real, <laughs> for real, I mean? for real. It's for a lot real. easier to cut people off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just because, like, uh, you've got real. so many things to, like, fill that with. Yeah, 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 I know what you mean. You know what I mean? True. yeah. You've got so many things going on in life that, bruv, anything, block that, block yeah, that, you yeah. know what I mean? No, so it's true, it's true. It's, um, yeah, it's a good trait to have, man, definitely, yeah. but it's a difficult thing to do. Yeah. And it obviously sure. depends on the level of offence. Mm. Mm, that's true because Ryan Giggs' brother ain't forgiven him anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> I think I forgive him. No, nah, I think something. he said he did forgive him, but he just said he's not talking to him. Yeah, yeah. Nah, he's like, that's didn't cool, he do something else mad again? Oh, no, is it? Boy, Ryan Giggs. Brother. I don't know, man. <laughs> the skeletons in that closet, <laughs> they, they piled up to the top, man. But yeah, but yeah, what are we discussing this week anyway? What's what's the what are we going into first? No, yeah. So even um on that topic, like you know, spring cleaning. Sometimes you need a mental spring clean. True. Well, I was gonna say, um, you only do spring cleaning when it's spring. No, that's just... stupid. I've always <laughs> taken stupid, that as a, I've always taken that as a saying that like, spring we need to do some spring cleaning. I don't know where it came from. Yeah. But nah, I tried to clean. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I saw a comment. Yeah, like th- this is a bit left, but I relate it back to the point of spring cleaning in it. Like, I would say I'm a, I'm a habitual cleaner, so I clean like in spurts. So I'll just go, one day I might be coming home from work and I'll be like, this place is a mess and I'll clean it up. Okay. But I can go like maybe two or three days. Not it, 
being a tip, but it being a bit untidy, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So that's like me. But before I, we continue to discuss that, I saw a comment in it and uh, they were criticizing, I think it was 50 Cent for saying something about someone. And the first comment I saw on YouTube was 50 Cent is a is a habitual line stepper. <laughs> He's always involved. And I don't know why. I just I just found that comment so funny. Cause do you know the vocab of habitual in it? I was just like, oh, yeah, this, this is too funny, you don't bro. Hear that for real, it's not a regular language. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I would say I'm a habitual cleaner. Like sometimes my room might be untidy. I'm not gonna say messy in it, but it'd be untidy for about I can't lie, that like, it's been untidy for a while now. But one day I'll wake up and I'll be like, no, this place is a mess. And then clean up the whole thing. But I won't just leave it there. I'll go downstairs and I'll be like, cool, I'm going to tidy up this place. Then I'll hoover this and then I'll clean the kitchen and then clean the bath. But it's not like a everyday thing. Like one of my friends, shout out Del, like um, he's a bit OCD with cleaning. He's like, H, yeah. like you go into it's spotless. You know what I mean? Everywhere's spotless. I remember I was drinking, I was drinking something in his house, innit? And then I put it on the table and this guy picked up my drink and then put a place for us. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt a bit like, that's mad, you know what I mean? Uh, like, I was just like, rah, that's mad. But some people are that, like, very OCD, you know what I mean? I've never been, I've always tried to be, because I like, they say cleanliness is next to godliness. Yeah, I kind of do agree with that, innit? But, yeah, H, like Hafiz, um, yeah, my boy called Delhi, yeah, them guys, from just being around them, they're very, like, orderly, clean people, innit? Like, I don't see mess in their house, so. Yeah, like, spring cleaning, I, I, I try to do it as much as possible, innit? But it's not a... Every day I'm on cleaning, you get what I'm saying? I think the one place that you'll find me in if you come to my house all the time is probably the kitchen because I'm always cleaning plates. Like, we should have a dishwasher by now, but I've, I've given up that hope as of, like, five, six years ago. Yeah, you know I've never I mean? had one. Really? Nah. I remember I wanted one for Christmas. That's how bad washing plates was. At one point, I was just told my mom, I was like, look, just get this for Christmas. Yeah, we could use it to wash the plates. And then she got it, and we never used it. Oh, right. We actually never used it. And she ended up just taking it out, and then I just wash it by hand. That's one thing I've so. never... Uh, like, I don't actually mind washing plates. It's mad. Really? No, do you know what it is? I used to hate it as a kid because I always used to think, why is there more? Like, I'd clean it and then someone would put two plates in the sink. <laughs> oh, so no, I would no, be yeah. like, <laughs> I just spent like half an hour cleaning all the plates oh, and okay, then someone okay, would put. Okay. So I found myself spending a lot of time there. But now, like, and do, do you know, like back in the day when you're growing up, your parents always tell you to go and clean the plates. Yeah, but yeah, now yeah. my mum won't say anything, but she'll moan. But instead of her moaning now, I just choose to do it. I'm just like, nice. Mm. It is annoying because how can I be hooking? There's no plates. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So. Now I find a, I find it a bit of a relief because I'll just put my music on, I'll clean the plates. Literally, I'll put my my phone next to the window and I'll just have like a playlist and I'll just be listening to it. Oh, and yeah, that makes the time go quickly. No, you know what I mean? Facts. So yeah, washing plates now is not like such a tedious task. Mm-hmm. I don't mind doing it. So and usually I never really let things build up anyway. <coughs> really? Oh. In our house, like I might just be busy. Like I'll wake up, eat breakfast, and the, the easiest thing to do is just wash it and then put yeah. it down and then go. But you might be in a rush, so I'm out the mm. door. My brother's done the same thing now. My mom's done the same thing. So by the time I'll come back, let's say I'm the first person back, all of the plates are built up. So it's like, you're either going to wash it or get a takeaway. You know what I mean? So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that petty, in it? So I'll wash it. But yeah, like that's the reason why it builds up. Because I, I feel sometimes we do get into the motion of whatever you use, just wash. People do it for about a day or two. And don't get me wrong, my mom is the most clean and orderly person. But having us around, we're always causing disequilibrium, isn't it? Like literally, <laughs> she'll tidy the whole house. She'd be like, make sure you guys hang your jacket. And someone would have put your jacket on the chair yeah, within yeah, that yeah. two hours. But all she can do is moan. She's not necessarily going to take it off herself. Innit? It's not even a disrespect thing. Mm. It's just, it's now it's become habit. You know, the power of habit. It's just, oh, it's just easy for me to put it here. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, man, like in my own house though, oh, I'll probably have someone checking me like, no, you need to keep this clean. <laughs> you, know <what> I mean? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's definitely the power of habit because 
I think <coughs> it's just been the culture, like in my place, that like, you know. Yeah, your house is clean. I can't even lie, you know. Yeah. And shout out two tones and the fam. Like I can't. I remember I went into mm. this guy's kitchen once, and I felt guilty to leave my cup there. <laughs> So orderly, I had to wash it. I was like, let me just quickly wash this in it and put it down. So I was like, I can't even leave my cup. But yeah, that's good. Oh uh, yeah, it's just always been like that, innit? And obviously, as you was younger, it was like, yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. But, but it builds habit, I guess. Yeah, it builds habit, innit? Yeah. And now it's kind of like whenever I do something, I'm always watching a video or like. Yeah, and the good thing about that, about being orderly, like when cleaning and stuff, yeah. If you're constantly in that habit, when people do surprisingly come around and you didn't invite, yeah, them, it's not terrible. It's clean, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. not like. I wait. Remember that time? There was that. There was an instance. Yeah, shout out DA Uncle D. We'll see you. Like, remember that time? Bob, you knew who was legend. Like, we oh. went to this guy's room. It was me, Hafiz, and Two Tones. And then was like, because we used to just randomly go to people's rooms and chill in it. Mm. So luckily for me, my room wasn't that big, and it was never that dirty. So I could I could quickly clean it. Even before I was expecting anything, I said it wouldn't take me that long. But was that like, our oh, DA? We're coming to meet you. I don't know what was doing that day. And then was like, let's chill in your room in it for a bit. And then this guy was like, wait. We was like, why? Like, we're just going yeah, to the room kind in, of yeah. thing, isn't it? We just want to see you as well. And he was like, right, just wait like two minutes. And he went into his room. This guy was there for a good 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> and I remember her face was like, yo, why are we waiting? Yeah, like, what is, like what is this in it? So he kind of pushed the door open. This place looked like he hadn't touched it in years. It was covered in clothes. There was plates. There was, there was, I'm pretty sure there was an empty as the Jaffa Cakes wrapper oh, somewhere man. on the floor. I'm just thinking... So you spent 15 minutes. What and was it like before we like saw this, it? Yeah. <laughs> nah, that was... I remember I that, like that was, He's my guy in it, but it was atrocious. I can't lie, yeah, it was that, actually that atrocious. Was... And then I remember the first thing, I think it must have been the fees again, he was like, you sleep here? <laughs> <laughs> it was that bad. Like, I, even me, I was like, I was kind of shocked into silence. You know? I was just like, oh man, I thought I was messy. Like, this is, yeah, this is not acceptable, boy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, like, nah, it's important to kind of form an orderly habit of just being... Orderly and clean, I would say, innit? Yeah. Like, it's very important. It's underrated as well. Because Definitely, boy, man. In and around the house is the most important thing. Mm. For real, for real. So, I'll, I'll say yeah. the, the place that suffers the most is my room. <laughs> oh, really? And that's that's not too bad, though, because it's just, you know, it's, it's your spot. Space, yeah, 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 you know yeah. what I mean? But when it's the whole house, you know, that's that's mad. What Would you say that um your mum kind of got you into being that way? Like, did she drill it into you? Or was it just like, you know what, it's long... Yeah, yeah, definitely. Cool to do it, so I'm just gonna do it myself. Okay. So it's funny, even if you probably ask her, she'll be like, "Oh, these are so messy." But yeah, our mess compared to other people is it's not, not the same. Yeah, not yeah, the same, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So she's like a ridiculously clean woman, clean person, <laughs> like, yeah. like, which is good. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. It's like it's it's kind of good because some people have it through their parents, and some people are naturally like that. Like mm. I, I, there was a guy I used to go to school with. I can't remember his name, but always clean school uniform always clean everything obviously i think his mum used to iron and stuff and whatever but okay. he wouldn't even get his shoes dirty that's how ocd oh, was with okay. cleanliness in it mm. so i was thinking i think there's levels with this stuff like some people are very you know what i mean in terms of cleanliness up there with it others you get the medium tier people and then you get the people that are just scruffy with the time <laughs> you know what i mean so, so I'll yeah see, man. man yeah it's interesting but um i was gonna say actually before we move on as well yeah mm-hmm. a sign of an orderly person is someone that lays their bed in the morning without fail like there's no excuse. Yeah, that's true. And um, obviously, sh- um, shout out, I, mean, I was talking to her about it. And she was like, yeah, I do it every morning. Like, don't you? And I was just like, no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I literally, I, I get out of bed. I put on my robe and I go to the bathroom to go brush my teeth. Mm-hmm. And then I start getting ready. But, you know, like my room's not a mess. But it's like, bro, if your bed is not even laid, how are you going to be ordered in your day? <laughs> and my, my day does have like a routine. I yeah, think that's yeah, what it yeah. is. So there's a difference between order and routine. Do you get what I mean? And, and I'm... I have routine, but I might not be the most orderly person in my mm. way of thinking. Or like sometimes I'll be late, and it's like if you just left on time. So yeah, if you're analyzing someone, you know, if they lay their bed, if you just ask them, do you lay your bed in the morning? You can usually get a, 
get an idea of whether they're orderly or not. I remember H used to do that all the time. All the time I went too. into his room one time. It was like seven o'clock in the morning. I can't remember why I was there. And um, I think we was going somewhere in that morning, innit? And then he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm almost done. And he was like, hold on one sec. Because we was literally just almost at the door. So like, I just need to quickly lay in my bed. And he did it. And I was just <laughs> like... I remember going, did you go to Young Offenders? Like, <laughs> as a 14 year old, I was like, you're too orderly, innit? And he was just like, nah, man, like, it's just, it's something I do, innit? Like, I just like having everywhere clean. So, yeah, man, that's a good tip for anyone listening. Like, ask them, innit? Even if it's a first date, that's a good shout, actually. Do you make your bed in the It's morning? funny, though. Find because out. when your bed is made, it makes the room a lot cleaner. No, trust me. That one spot can kind of like brighten the rest of the room. You're yeah, like, yeah, it's true, you know, this, why does this place look so neat and this place? And then you can start mm. reevaluating, like, okay, I need to move this out or whatever. So, yeah, it's true. Because yeah, it takes up quite yeah. a lot of proportion of the Yeah, 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 for sure, I mean? so, for sure. Definitely. Sure. But um, you, you were saying you had some story about how your parents didn't know the value of things. or whatever. Oh, my days. My mum was doing just bring clean, actually. Yeah. Funny that we sp- uh, talk about this. And I have a, like a, a trap star jacket. I paid like £100 for it, maybe 120 <laughs> I was thinking, where's this jacket? I was just like, I'm not... I'm, one thing about me yeah, is uh, sometimes I'm not like... Um, I'm a bit messy sometimes with my clothes in it. They can be in the living room sometimes. I might have hung my jacket up over there, whatever. And I was thinking, there's not been one time in my life other than maybe secretary school I might have lost a bag or something. But I don't lose clothes okay, in it. It's yeah, not yeah. my thing. I was asking my brother, I thought this guy just snatched the jacket because I don't wore it in time. He was like, no, nah, I haven't got it. I asked everyone that I knew and they were like, no, nah, you didn't leave it at my house, whatever. I was thinking, raw, like, did I leave it at work? <clears throat> Checked in my locker, nothing. Then I went to my mom, I was like, have you seen this jacket? She was at work, innit? I had to send her a WhatsApp picture of oh, it because wow. I was that annoyed, innit? And she goes, Nah, nah, I haven't seen it. She was like, <laughs> it doesn't look familiar, innit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, cool. I searched up and down. Like, I literally overturned everything in my house looking for this jacket. And then I, I kind of lost hope, innit? And I showed her the picture again. I was like, you sure you haven't seen this jacket? And she goes, nah. But she's like, check the black bags because I got rid of a lot of jackets that you and your brother was piling up here. Oh, my. So I checked the first black bag, yeah. There was some stuff that was still wearable and still <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why is this? Why why would these clothes this black? And yeah, she was like, I told you to stop piling up your jackets here. Like we have someone to hang them or we'll take them to your room. So I just assumed you didn't need it. <laughs> so she packed all of them to the bag. And by this point, I was a bit irate in it. So I could I could remember I was, the red mist was quickly descending, yeah. I was like, you know what? I don't even want it anymore because you already dashed it into the bag. So I left that clothes there, went into the shed, yeah. Open the next black bag. What do I find in there? My tra- <laughs> my trap star jacket. I was just like, so this is where it was the whole time. <laughs> the whole and time I came back in. Obviously, I'd calm down in it. And I'm not gonna beef my mom. I was just like, yeah, I found it. Thanks, kind of thing. She's like, it's good that you found it. I was getting ready to throw them away. <laughs> and I was like, I was thinking, like, do you even know the value of this? You know what I mean? Like, I'm pretty sure you got about four jackets in that bag. That's not oh, worth this, this in it. And I was, I just had to mention my brother. I was like, look, if you've got any clothes missing, go and check these black bags because this lady's going to throw them away. So <laughs> I was thinking sometimes, yeah, parents really don't know the values of things. They just see it lying around and be like, yeah, it's, it's worthless. And yeah, I had this conversation with someone else and they're kind of um, not scared, but they're kind of embarrassed to tell their parents the price of some of their stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because like exactly. a North Face jacket is like £250. <laughs> or you get like um, a pair of jeans that like everyone's wearing a Miri or whatever. Mm. That can be like £300. And I remember... Someone was like, yeah, like my, my mom was asking me how much my jacket was. And I had to lie. I had to say it was like £60. But <laughs> these times the jacket was like £400. You know what I mean? So I was just like, parents really don't know the value of certain clothes. You know, no, like, obviously I... there's some that's down with the kids and that. But the majority of them, they really don't know the value of clothes, in it? So that's why I was, I was talking about parents not knowing <laughs> the value of your items. It's funny, yeah, because <coughs> you get ashamed, innit? Like, uh, you're spending like yeah, £400. You know, pounds, it, or something. When your parents are like, you know, you could have bought several other things or you yeah, could have yeah, just yeah, saved I mean. it. But... 
I know. It's, it's interesting. When was the last time your mom questioned you about the price of something? Or she always been kind of like, you know what, it's your, t- it's your money. Yeah, it's real. She has, I don't okay. say she's ever questioned, but definitely think, you know, to go even get back onto your story, there's yeah. been times, yeah, like, this is like way back actually when um sometimes my mom would just do my washing when she like, when it would like pile up too oh, much. Oh, okay, okay, like, yeah. I'll just, just wash like, it, yeah. It. Certain things, yeah, <laughs> you know, she, she just throws it in and it's like 60 degrees. Yeah. And then the thing, like, it spoils or whatever. Yeah. Oh. And you pay peas for it. Ah, oh, that happened on like two, three occasions. I was like, oh, please. Enough is enough. Don't stop, touch washing, anymore, please. stop washing my clothes. <laughs> please. <laughs> stop. You know what I mean? Like, now, I remember there was one time, I think you was there that day. We went to, again, this is back to the fees. We went to his house in Milton Keynes. And I think they just moved into that new house, the big oh, one. Okay. And I remember his North Face jacket was scrumpled up. <laughs> Under some clothes and some black bags, <laughs> and then he pulled it out, yeah. And uh, his dad was like, "Oh yeah, we put your clothes in your room." <laughs> and I remember the pain on Hafiz's face. It was just like, <sighs> and I, I know because I know this guy's pissed, didn't he? He was annoyed, yeah. And he put the jacket on. But what made it funny was that it was so scrumpled. It was just like, <laughs> I was like, "Bro, you're better off just hanging that jacket yeah, up in it." But I didn't say anything. But I was laughing. I was laughing inside, bro. It was too funny, man. But uh... yeah, parents, man. No, but I guess it goes both ways, isn't it? Yeah, like, for real, for real. Like obviously, if we was like, you know, tidy enough and if we was... um, Yeah, if, if you saw something... it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel like it's true. Like, if, if he was more orderly with our stuff, then it's like, maybe they wouldn't do that, innit? But <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't dare think twice about trying to throw something on them, even if it looks old. Oh, I know yeah. she would complain, innit? So it's like, facts. I feel like sometimes they should have that thing, like, you know what, I'll just throw it in your room, innit? But yeah. Sometimes I feel there's a message there, like... Well. Yep, if you're not going <laughs> to listen, you can pay the price. But if she had thrown that jacket away... I actually would have been destroyed. I'm telling you, I'd have been like, no, man. <laughs> Bro, uh, man, but yeah. Man. But you know what's funny? You, I don't know if you've come across this, but like, every so often you just find things that are missing. Like, and you're just gone. Yeah, my AirPods. Okay. And I was like, I'm not going to gas. I don't want to gas, but out of my friendship circle and the people that I know, I was like one of the first people to have them. Okay. I remember I was always wearing them everywhere. And then all of a sudden, I was like, where did I put these AirPods? Like, I have this stupid thing where... I wouldn't have seen it for time. And these things could have been lost for a week. And I'll be like, oh, okay. where are these AirPods? And I remember being at work when this happened. Search everywhere. Search my car. Got everything clean. Like, I cleaned my car as well. Like Took everything out of it. I tipped my room upside down. Search everywhere in my house. These things were gone. Mm. And my only hope was um, locate my AirPods. But the battery was on like 5%. So I was thinking... These things are local, like was, they must be somewhere around here, but I never found them. So oh, the thing is, if they dropped on concrete, you'd hear them because of the casing, <laughs> innit? Like you'd hear them smash on the floor. So I feel like someone stole them. Like I'd probably put them somewhere and they just lifted them and gone. Mm. You know what I mean? And the thing with those is anyone could use them. So I was pi- I was pissed. I was just like, no, nah, I'm not spending another. Because <laughs> when I bought them, they're like 180 pound. Oh man! I was just like, I can't spend, an- I can't justify spending that much money on them again and then losing. And then them. losing them again. Yeah. yeah so yeah, I was just yeah. like, yeah, that's the one time it hurt me, brother. And I felt it. I was just like, yeah. So, no, but yeah, that's my like, even with me though. Um, every time I go on holiday, usually I'll like buy stuff for like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah, yeah. But you'll forget something at home. No, when I come back, yeah, something's something, missing, something's missing. Like, usually, um, I am of clothing. Oh, really? Like, even when we came back from um, from Vegas, yeah, Vegas, and that, yeah, like maybe like, f- like, like a couple months later, I was like. Oh wait, where's this? I swear, <laughs> there was like two, like two or three t-shirts. I was like, where are these t-shirts? I can't lie that we did leave in like a hurry the last day. I feel like if you have a, give yourself enough time to pack, what? No, but we we searched the whole rooms and everything. And it wasn't so there. It wasn't there. That's a matter. I'm lucky. Like when I go on holiday, I'm so organized. 
And this is where my organization skills come in, come in handy. Like before I go, I'm organizing. And when I'm coming back, more times, I don't think I've ever not come back with all my stuff in it. Okay, good. I think when I was younger, I was a bit <coughs> more forgetful. I remember I forgot. I forgot something on the train. It was like some shoes that my mama bought me and they were in a boot bag. The train had gone in it. Oh, right, those right, shoes right. were she was pissed. I remember that day. And I had to, I had a tendency to leave stuff on the bus. Like I don't know why I had that. Between the ages of like maybe twelve to about fifteen. I used to have this tendency just to have leave something stuff. in my hand and then leave it on the mm. bus, innit? Like and the bus would always go like luckily I've got a few things back, but there's been times when the things have gone, you know you're not mm. getting them back in it. So but now, yeah, like I'm lucky. I've never been the only thing I've lost recently that I'm, that proper annoyed me and I was hurt about it was those was those air, air, AirPods in it. But other than that, though, I got Beats and they were finding it. I never forget them because okay, yeah. they're so big and bulky. Yeah, it's big easy to it, locate yeah. them mm-hmm. and find exactly where you put them down. But yeah, I don't think I'll get. I want to get them again, but I don't think I'll do that to myself in it. So mm-hmm. yeah, no, I hear that, man. But in on that um, what's the topic? Like, yeah. when was the last time you actually? Gave clothes to charity. charity. Literally. Was the one gonna give that to charity? Yeah, I think she. I don't okay. know what she was gonna do. I feel like she would have in it, but she probably would have given them to charity. <laughs> yeah, but um, I I took on the initiative and I, all the clothes that I didn't want that she'd already packed away. I, I I put them in. I was gonna take them to charity, but there's a recycle near my workplace. There's a recycle clothes place where you can just okay, put clothes cool. in, mm-hmm. and then they'll take the clothes and just reuse them for whatever. So okay, I put all of them in there. So yeah, usually though, um, there's been plenty of times I've given away Jordans to charity. I was thinking, imagine if they see these crepes and then just take them home for themselves, isn't it? Like, because the crepes it's were possible. still quite new, you know. It's like, possible. but I just never worn them, so I gave. I've given away trainers, Air Forces, Air Max, tracksuits that I don't 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 really wear anymore. I've given enough stuff away to charity. Yeah, okay, like if I feel good. like I'm not wearing it and it's just hoarding space, then yeah, I don't, I don't think twice. I usually give away to charity. Yeah, I won't just yeah. throw it away. You know what I mean? So, no, what about like, you? I when was the, yeah, is that is that the norm for you as well? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, I think it gets to a point where you know you've had certain clothes for for time. time. Yeah. And you're not even wearing them like that. So yeah, yeah. So it's, it's time to give them away. Yeah, yeah definitely, yeah. man. I think that's a good point of action instead of just throwing stuff away. You got me. So. Oh yeah, recycle thing, man. <laughs> yeah. And I think even like if it's pretty much you know the season of goodwill as well. So yeah, it's, it's a good definitely. time to yeah do spring cleaning. S- and um, speaking of that though, mm-hmm. giving clothes away, would you ever shop at a charity shop? Yeah, at a charity shop. Because some people think it's a bit too not that like, some people I wouldn't say bougie, but people be like it's a hygiene thing. Like no, nah, I can't because. You don't know, but I will see most of the time they cleaned all the clothes before yeah, they're yeah, selling it in it. So would you shop in a charity shop? Because in America, I think they call it thrift shops or something. Oh, it? And they buy like secondhand clothes and trainers and stuff there. Uh, putting you on the I, spot I, here. I can't say I'd, I've ever gone into one, but yeah, I wouldn't rule it out. You know, some people actually find some gems in there. Like there's actually gems in there. There's yeah. new things that people like maybe it just doesn't fit them. Yeah, or, like, yeah, yeah. It's a present they didn't there want is. or whatever. Yeah, there's even designer in there for some yeah. things. So there was a shop like that. Rule that, it out. that was a new story actually. Someone. I put like a, a twenty thousand pound dress in a charity shop. Like they just given it away, Bad. and someone knew the price of it. Went in there, she paid like twenty p for it or something like that. <laughs> twenty. Yeah, it was like something that. ridiculous. And if I can find the story, I'll try and post it on my Insta page. She knew the the price of it, paid like shekels for this thing, and then got evaluated and turned out to be authentic. And she was like, "Yeah, this dress is worth." It. And then she had a whole report on it. So yeah, sometimes you do find gems in there. It's yeah, not, you know what I mean? Man. It's not um, it's not a lie. That's for sure. But I know some people. Do do like um, secondhand purchases from charity shops when it comes to stuff like furniture? Because you know, yeah. if you've got a new a new like house or whatever, as young people, and depending on the amount of money that you spent, some people just be like, "Nah, man, we went to like somewhere like the British Heart Foundation because mm. like a charity shop, and they'll be like, yeah, I bought this sofa, pretty much brand new, and we bought it for a third of the price it was actually worth in it.' So Shoot, I've had people tell me that. Actually quite yeah, I've honest. had people tell me that. So yeah, I, I wouldn't rule it out either. Definitely yeah. not, for sure. Yeah, well. Yeah, I, 
it's when I'm walking around, I don't really even <laughs> think about yeah. it. It's like even physical shopping, I can't remember the last time I've done that. Really, apart from food, the last time I went physical shopping um, was just before this lockdown. I think it was in October. I was in that Oxford Circus, in it, just kind of window shopping, and then, and then I ended up buying stuff in it. But mm. yeah, that was the last time I was physically out. But after about 20, 25 minutes to. Twenty to forty-five minutes. I was tired, man. I was just like, yeah, that's that's enough. You know what I mean? Like, I can't be bothered. I can't be bothered. It's so much easier to do online, man. For real. Mm, interesting. So I was gonna ask because obviously this year has been mad, mad. Yeah. COVID and all these different things. Do you think there'll be like? Do you think it changes the the importance people place on Christmas or or not? Mm, no, I don't think it's it's changed it. I feel like. If anything, it's highlighted how important Christmas is for some people. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, like oh, tier four, we can't make... Like, people <laughs> proper... You know, people are protesting and up in arms about it. So I feel like some people, like, Christmas is the one time that they might actually visit family. Okay. Throughout the rest of the year, they're busy. You get yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. I feel like Christmas still... It, I feel like, if anything, this year has shown the emphasis of why it's so important for people. But I feel like people are really appreciating it for what it is more than... Um, the monetary gains like oh you know what I haven't seen my grandma you know this is usually every Christmas I always go to my grandma's yeah. house like mm-hmm. it's a shame that I can't do it this year so I feel like yeah I don't think it's been diminished by this year if anything I think the only thing that's kind of suffered maybe is the purchasing power of the public in terms of buying gifts mm-hmm. because you know people are furloughed some people are not employed others like you, like me and you just didn't have the time to get all the gifts that we wanted or yeah, we yeah. ordered the gifts and they haven't come so I think that's the thing that's, that's, that's the thing for Christmas that's taken the biggest hit but in terms of like spending time together, I think that's been highlighted how much people actually like to do that yeah, and mingle. Sure. Yeah, you know, like we say, humans are um, social creatures. So social it's like, creatures. Yeah, when when that's being uh, put into jeopardy, people are like, no, 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 like, I'm still doing it. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's big facts, man. You think um, being generous, yeah, is yeah. like cool now? Is it like the trend or. Mm. Or giving back, yeah. I think some people set the trend, yeah. Like Marcus Rashford, we're giving back to. All of a sudden, loads of other footballers are popping up with the schemes to help the children, organizations, yeah, or help the poor and stuff. Don't get me wrong, though. There was people doing it before him, like uh, Didier Drogba had a football foundation for Africa, like an African charity, and it was giving back to a lot of the 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 children that were in the streets, isn't it? So he's been doing that. Um, Anthony Joshua, yeah, Anthony Joshua, uh, Juan Mata was another Mm. person. Like he was trying to get a lot of footballers before Marcus Rashford to donate. 1% 1% of their wages to charity, innit? Okay. Oh, yeah. Just like yeah everyone. He was, he was, he's yeah, been doing yeah. it for long and he didn't really get as much love as obviously Marcus. But Marcus is obviously it's for kids, innit? So yeah. it's like you have to kind of support it as well. But yeah, man, like I feel like, yeah, it's definitely become a, a trendy thing to do. Mm. Do you get what I mean? But um, I remember Jeff, I think Jeff Bezos' ex wife donated like 4 million, I think it was 4 billion. It was something mad, like to charity. Mm. But then someone said, do you think it's a tax write off or is it just because of a, it's just sheer generosity? Like I don't need this money. It might be. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because Obviously, we know in, co- in the corporate world, sometimes if you donate money to charity, they see it as a tax write-off. So you yeah. don't have to pay so much tax on your own money or something like that. So, yeah. like, But I feel like, yeah, there's there's definitely a trend. It's like, like even the same with, um, remember you were saying um, Lil Baby, his birthday presents. Yeah. Some of that could have been tax write-off stuff. True. True. And I never knew about that stuff. Apparently, um, someone like Floyd or QC, the, the manager of QC, like who manages the Migos mm. and Lil Baby, they had like a, um, they went into a strip club and they blew like ten million dollars. But apparently, they just used it as a tax write-off. Mm. So that way, they don't actually get taxed in it, and they get pretty much all the money that they spent in the thing back. 
So the owner of the venue was pissed because it was just like, oh, you guys just, you tricked us in it. Like, this is meant to be for, but yeah, yeah, it is a thing for sure. But I, I definitely say it's a trend though, like in terms of giving, innit? Mm. Even if it's just a perception, it has been, it's definitely been a, a thing this year. But I think this is the, this has been the time, if anything, people have definitely needed it the most, you know what I mean? So oh, yeah, why not facts. do it now? Especially if you're in a position to do it. So. Yeah, I'm seeing loads of like different foundations, especially food-wise, like yeah. food banks, um, I think Feki's doing something as well. Yeah, yeah, he was giving out food. Even that, though, that's become like... Food banks is not a thing for people just on the streets anymore. It's like for people that lost their jobs, people that can't even afford to feed their families. So that seems to have taken a step up in importance now. Like food banks everywhere in the UK seems to be massive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, big facts. Um, And one big organisation... I I don't know if it was um, World Hunger Organisation or something like that. Yeah. They now said they, they were going to... Start giving out like free meals as well. Oh, and is I was it? Thinking, oh, with your name, shouldn't you be doing this? Anyway? <laughs> I thought this was the norm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think yeah. I did read that somewhere. I was thinking, I think even UNICEF they said it's yeah, the first it time UNICEF in their history to donate to kids in in the UK. And I was like, so you haven't yeah, been doing be this? That's you haven't I'm been doing that. this before? Like I thought this was the normal thing that's that you did. You get what I'm saying? So, <clears throat> yeah. nah, charity sometimes it's, it's a scheme, man. Like it's actually a scheme because they compared it and they were like, the CEO. I think. um Ed Miliband's brother wanted to run for prime minister one time. Okay. And he, basically his brother snaked him. Ed Miliband <laughs> was just like, nah, <laughs> not you. It's my time, isn't it? So he was in the running for prime minister, but no one liked him enough, so he didn't get enough votes. But his brother, they were basically begging his brother to come back, in it. His brother's like, nah, nah, I'm cool. Like, I'm into charity work now. But this guy was the CEO of a charity and he was on more than what a prime minister would be making in a year. So it's like, you know, it just goes to show, like, just because you work for a charity doesn't mean that you're suffering. You know what I mean? You're out here living your best life. So... You know, it's good that there's been um a trend in them giving back to the poor. I just hope it's a lot of them, the majority of them, they're doing it for the right for reasons. Reason, you know yeah. what I mean? And the people that are getting this stuff are actually benefiting from mm. it. It's not just like a tax write-off or yada, yada, yada. But shout out the people that are doing good things. You know, shout out Marcus and the rest of those people that are really helping, helping local communities where they come from out in it. So it's... Oh, yeah, big dope. facts, man. But even on, what's it, all these food banks and donating food and all these mm. different things, like... When was the last time, or do you consider, yeah, yeah, how your food is being prepared when you order it? Sometimes, yeah. Like, it's weird because obviously McDonald's, KFC, all those places are staples, but if you walk in and you see it's a bit dirty or people are not, I feel a bit off. Like, I'll be like, oh, you know what? Let's not eat here. You know mm. what I mean? It's it's a, it's a rarity, but there has been times where I'll be like, nah. Like, or even going into chicken shops. I remember, like, there was one in Woolwich. I can't remember what it was called, but it was Frontline Woolwich. And me and my boy walked in. And it was just dirty. And I was like, no, we can't eat here. You know what I mean? So even with, as far as like people, I know plenty of people that are doing this cooking from home business and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I always try to promote them and support. But I started to deep it one time. I was just like, I actually can't trust pe- anyone outside of my house unless I'm coming there and physically seeing you yeah. cook, cook mm-hmm. food, like to buy food off of you, you know? So some people that might know me might be like, oh, he's stingy. Like I'm, he's not purchasing my thing or whatever. But one, it's probably because I don't really know. Like, because I heard a story of, Someone was was having a block party and they were cooking chicken in a bath or something like that. Was it you that told me? No, it was someone else <laughs> that told me. They were cooking chicken in a bath, and then people were like stuff like this. I think someone put it on Snap, innit? Okay. And then some one lady was was proper critical. Like, see, this is why people like this are taking food off of legitimate mm. people that are actually Doing gone through the right channels to mm. get accreditation to say that we can cook from our homes, innit? And after that, that kind of stuck with me. I was just thinking, no, it's true, like. No matter what you're doing or how good it looks, I can't necessarily buy food off of off like off of people I don't know 
or even people that I know if I don't know the way that you kind of prepared it. You get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, it'll only be my close vicinity of friends. And usually, if it's them, I'm in their house and I've seen how they you cook see, to yeah, Or, you know what I mean? I've had a history of eating there. Mm-hmm. And my mom told me the same thing. She was like, because she was going to like uni part-time and she was like, there was a lady that used to make a killing like during lunchtime because she used to have a van and she used to sell like jello fries and stuff. Okay. And she was always trying to get my mom to buy some. She was like, I'll give you a discount, man. It's fine. My mom was like, look, to be honest, like, I respect what you're doing. It's really good. But she was like, I don't know you like that for me to eat your food, innit? Like, it's not a disrespectful thing. But if it's not coming from my house, or I don't know you well enough, I'm not going to eat your food. And that's always stuck with me. So I've just been like, nah, it's true. Like, no matter how enticing things look, if you don't know the way it's prepared, or you don't 100% trust the way it's prepared, then don't necessarily invest your money into it. And it's sad to say, because obviously we go into takeaways and stuff, innit? But mm. at least with takeaways, there's a visual representation of, okay, it's clean enough that I feel like, you know, this place would be decent in terms of how they cook my food. But if someone's sending me food, I've never been to your house, mm. but people recommend it. You could have dropped my food on the floor for all I know. And you could have just scooped it back. I'm not saying people do this, but mm. you get what I'm saying? There could be rare instances, certain hygiene protocols are not being followed. That's why whenever you go into shops, yeah, for anyone that's listening, they have the hygiene rating. Yeah. It's between five and one. Sometimes you'll see ones with like two <laughs> and people will still be going in there to eat. And I'm like, bro, the council have actually told you this place is not clean and you're still going in exactly. there. So... Even me going into a, a regular chicken shop, I look. I'm like, why has this place got a fruit? You know what I mean? I look around. Mm. I'm like, you know, I just ferment till I get home. So it's important, man. Like, it's important. Like, I take it. I take it as like gospel. Like, you know what? Even if I'm starving, like, you really need to think. How's this food prepared? You get what I mean? Oh, so, how about you though? Are you the type to be like, you know what? Food is food, innit? At the end of the day. No, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think obviously, um, it's it's a difficult one because even. Because I can't say I'm always consistent with it. Yeah, but yeah. sometimes, even if you go into restaurants, yeah, you might only see the outside. You might not necessarily see the Yeah, yeah, of course. You know I mean? Of course, there is that as well. Um, yeah. So you are taking a certain... Risk. Yeah. Risk, and you're hoping... For the best, for sure. Yeah, you're hoping for the best, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, same with takeaways sometimes. Mm-hmm. I think you can you can get a perception, but you can't always necessarily see, see. the back. Yeah, yeah, facts. And... Facts. Um, it's all yeah. it's all based on trust. It's that's all based for sure. on trust because you, you know could order from the same place a hundred times, but it doesn't mean they're necessarily cooking it the exact it, way man. you want to. You know what I mean? So I they can't be a hypocrite. Could be even like uh, extremely clean, but you know, I don't know, man. Someone's like scratching their boots. Yeah, up, like, you, you know, something <laughs> mad. Like they're not wearing gloves or they're yeah, not wearing head. It's true. No, that's the reality. It's mad, you know man. what I mean? So, so there is an element <clears> of trust there. Yeah, or like you're just hoping for the best, basically. Yeah, with all types of food, um, but I think it does help. Like ratings help. Like yeah. obviously, it's not. Customer reviews do go a long way, man. Sometimes I look online. Yeah, it's not the gospel, but if more than a certain number of people have had a good experience, you're going to be like, ah, cool, I can take their word, innit? You got what I'm saying? The likelihood of it being better is. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, it's difficult, man. Um, But but yeah, man, I think everyone just has to come come to that. You just make your own judgment, innit? No one can force you to do anything. Like some people might not even eat takeaways just just for that sake itself, innit? Like I don't eat anything. That's not my one, actually. Yeah, you know what I mean? (laughs) So. <coughs> just because people do that, I'm not going to chastise them. I'm going to be like, no, I respect it. You know what I mean? But Because saying, actually, if you think about it, when it comes to like, um, when you go to an event, mm. you go to weddings, you go to Even out food things, and that, yeah. It's true. You have no idea. How <laughs> they've prepared you know that you're, food you're probably going to be eating that food. Yeah, you're gonna be, everyone's going to be chopping like, yo, where's this rice at? You know what I mean? And you don't know what they've done to this rice for these. Again, everything is just like um, the episode, the podcast episode we had where we said, how do you know you know, getting into a relationship, you can really, you know, that person's kind of normal in a sense. It's a ba- it's an element of trust. Mm. 
every factor, whether that's a relationship, whether the type of food you got, it's a bit of it's a bit of it's a mixture with trust and faith. Like I have that's faith it. that this is gonna be calm. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna get sick from eating it. So obviously, you know, we have that one weapon of saying a prayer before you eat. But sometimes using your own judgment could go a long way. Oh, you know what I'm saying facts, so. Nah, it's, it's 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 a big thing, man. But yeah, it's true. Like it's everywhere. You know what I mean? It's everywhere. And you you just gotta use your own judgment to be like, alright, cool, I can eat that or whatever. But yeah, man. Do you think there has been like a of more recent a boom from people just selling food from their homes? Yeah. Like, well, actually, I, or has it always been a thing? But we just haven't even noticed. That's what that. I was gonna say. Because I remember growing up, my mom not all the time, but every now and then for like special occasions, she might go to someone that cooks mm. food. Like, like we need this, this, and this for this. Like you cook it, I'll pay you for it. Innit? Mm. Not all the time because more times she could do it herself, but. My other boy Dixon, same. Like every time he has Christmas in his house, they'll like pay someone they've known for time to cook yeah, bare yeah, food yeah, in yeah. it. Because obviously his parent doesn't want to do it. He doesn't want to do it. Like it makes okay, a lot of sense. You know what I mean? So that way it's easy. Like you pay someone maybe 150, 200 pounds and you got stupid amounts of food now, oh, innit? Okay. And they've done everything for you. So you just have to lay it out. Mm, I never even so, considered that. You know? Yeah, it's actually, <laughs> it's actually very efficient. I was thinking, I don't ever think of this before. He told me and I was looking at him like, and this is the whole time I thought you were making it. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I was just like, it's very smart. Some people will do that. You get what I'm saying? But again, there's a relationship that's been built, an element yeah, of trust. Yeah, I know yeah. this is a cleanly person. They cook their food in a way that it tastes nice and I know they're cooking it in a proper way. Do you get what I mean? So yeah, like, do you think there has been a boom or is it, has it always kind of been there but we just haven't noticed, obviously? I, no, because I think it's change. always actually been there because yeah. a lot of these um, food businesses, yeah. the way they start is actually in their home. True. And then once the order starts True. getting mad, then they start like I don't know expanding. Expanding, yeah, yeah, they'll yeah. go to the the, the stools or whatever. True. Then like if they start learning, they maybe get yeah. to the supermarkets, or whatever, yeah, or restaurants. Yeah. Mm. So this has actually been happening for a long period for t- of time. For a while, yeah. It's only when like, usually the capacity of their own kitchen becomes yeah, not it's enough. not it's not enough. True. You know I mean, that's very true. So, but obviously with social media now it's been a lot easier to market Easy, easily accessible because even it. if you only had 50 orders a day and you're charging a five pound a plate you're laughing do you get what i mean and That's you could it. all be doing that from the comfort of your own home but the thing like was discussing you don't need accreditation to do that That's it. anyone can do it so mm. that's where the kind of the, the lines are blurred yeah, the lines I mean. are blurred do you get what I'm and saying? some so. people yeah when it comes to taste if it tastes banging hygiene is forgotten they don't <laughs> care they'll be like now this thing tastes and then they see like a, a background picture of someone snapping them throwing it into their kitchen sink and they're like huh? oh I've been that. you know what I mean so it's true it's you know true I mean? it's very true, and very true. definitely I would say been a boom of like um those seafood food boils and oh, um, them cakes <coughs> which one like you know like those like um the massive cakes oh yeah 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 yeah. And they got all yeah. those like different things yeah yeah, yeah 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 true yeah seafood boils has never been my thing ever since we had juicy is it crawfish oh, like that. oh yeah you didn't like that it was dead that was wonderful I had to look at Toby and be like <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, bruh, you know what I mean? Like the Caribbean summer breeze restaurant we went to was banging. Did you come in? Ah, that. that was, that's my kind of thing in it. But the seafood boil, bruv, that's not me, man. The way Tossin <laughs> was munching that, <laughs> like, like that was, it was going out of fashion. Yeah, you guys liked it. You told me Tossin. The only thing I didn't like here yeah, was how long it takes to eat. So, so yeah, like, yeah, Even yeah. my gloves started to like, yeah, 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 yeah. For me, I thought I was a seafood guy, but it's a lie. I'm not. I like the basic stuff in it, like. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, I've never been, even like, um, shout them out. I think they got a store now in Manchester. Like there was that whole trap kitchen thing. Oh, with yeah, the, yeah, with yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Seafood and the, um, what was it, the waffle. I never understood how that made sense, but people seem to like it. It was like lobster, waffle, oh, yeah, yeah, with yeah, Oreo yeah, 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 yeah. and mac and cheese. I was like, how does that go together? But <laughs> people were on it. You know it, what I mean? Again, it was taste. Like, yeah, yeah, it yeah. It's the visual element. And people like the taste of it. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, man. <laughs> I think Duck uh, and Waffles started that kind of trend. Maybe. Oh, really? And yeah. the thing is, I don't like duck. Like, I can taste. Like I'm one of those people, I can actually taste and tell you what duck is. So if you was to fry two things, yeah. I'd be like, this is duck. Like, I can't eat it. Okay. And it's weird because it all kind of kicked off from me having Chinese. There's a Chinese spot way back when I used to bang in Thamesmead. It wasn't the one next to Gogu. It was, it was in the main retail part next to Morrison. And I remember one time when I was ordering with my family because I used to live in there, innit? Mm. Like, near there. I got like duck fried rice and it just tasted funny. Like, oh, I was thinking, oh, is this what duck tastes like? Because I don't think I had it before, innit? And you know, all those kind of stereotypical things came out of that. It's not real duck. <laughs> 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 it always played in the back of my mind, like, this might uh, not okay, be duck, innit? Yeah, so okay. I had it again, maybe like a few years later, and it tastes exactly the same as that thing. So I was just like, yeah, duck is not my. I don't know what it I don't know if it's the flavor or the texture, but I can't eat duck, man. So, mm-hmm. yeah. You know what's mad? I, I had duck from earlier because I yeah. used to have these. Um, Chinese um, neighbors, isn't it? Oh, is it? Okay, and okay, okay. They invite me over. Bruv, it was nice. It's legit. Or the yeah, way they yeah. cooked it anyway, Yeah, it's it? legit. Um, yeah. And I haven't had duck too often. Usually they come in like um strips. Yeah, you can get and yeah, yeah, I know like what you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But, um, yeah, so I've just never okay, my thing, but yeah, maybe they did get it from Duck and Waffle. But I know it started off in America because there's a trap kitchen in America. Mm. I remember on that like, Noisy or Vice did like a, a documentary on it on how these like Ex gangbangers, one was a blood, one was a crip, came together to start basically cooking food and selling out of their kitchen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man. But, um, okay, interesting. Yeah. But, yeah, even on to like, um, a bit more some of the trending topics in it. Like, yeah. I don't know if you watched, um, Joshua Pulev. Yeah, 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 yeah. What do you think? And like, Anthony Joshua, brother. I think in terms of boxing, he seems to have gotten better. Like, Anthony Joshua, he's not just a, I'll bang you in your face. It's gonna hurt, and I'm gonna try and knock you out. It was more like, <laughs> it was more like, you know, like it was kind of um, what's that like? Um, do you know when you put you made it like planned spitefulness? Like I'm gonna keep banging you <laughs> until you drop. You. Yeah, 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 and you're not gonna be able to hit me. So obviously Joshua got hit a couple times, and he was a bit sloppy in a few rounds. But it seemed to me like he's evolved. Like he seems like more of a boxer now. Mm. Like he knows that even if he's wobbled someone, he doesn't have to go in for the kill straight away. Do you get what I mean? And I feel like he's gonna be a good fight. Like him and. Him and, Fury, um, yeah. him and Fury, definitely. Like everyone's like, oh, Fury's gonna. I feel like it'll be very close. I don't see it mm. going because I don't think Fury can knock him out. I, I feel so. nah. I feel like six foot nine man. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. He's got power, but I don't think he can knock out Joshua. I feel like it would be on points if it was to beat Joshua. But I feel like Joshua mm. could knock him out though. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. yeah. I you know like what I mean? That. So, but you know what I mean. I don't underrate Tyson Fury at all because I I, I went on like um. A flurry of watching. Oh, this guy is very skilled, you know. Oh, like, very skilled. People used to say, it, I was just like, they're just saying that because he's kind of like the great white hope mm. in it. But my man's a fighter, like, for <laughs> real, for real, like Gypsy for real, for real, man. Like, he's, a, he's a real, he's a, you know, what I mean, he's a real fighter, for real, for real. So it'll be a close one for sure. It'll mm, be a close one, definitely, definitely. You know but I, mean? they, they, but, I think they even sparred like way back. Yeah, and apparently they were kind of even, yeah, even then. Even you time, know what yeah. I mean? So yeah, man, be, I can't wait. If if COVID is over, I'll try and get tickets to go to Wembley to see that. You know, like. Honestly. That would be mad, you know? Yeah, for real. But, bruv, don't you think, like, Tyson took Wilder's, like, hardest punch and got up twice? <laughs> bro, that guy, was, that guy was drinking petrol that day, bro. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how he managed to get Like, um, nah, but do you know what it is, yeah? Um, if we're comparing, like, power and weight and stuff, yeah, Deontay Wilder was, like, 15 stone, you know? It's just that he was tall. He was tall yeah. and lean, but... Everyone said, knows his power is mine. Yeah, no, nah, he's got, he's got like someone said he's got all the vibranium in Wakanda. <laughs> one hand, didn't it? But you know in terms of for me, stuff. in terms of Joshua, yeah, Joshua has got the body behind it. So I feel like Joshua's punch power is very underrated. It's just that 
you know, like with Wilder, it's more noticeable because it's like one bang. It's one bang. He, okay. And he doesn't have a technique. Like, oh, if yeah, he was yeah, like yeah. a jab, jab, swing, knock my hand, everyone would be like, nah, nah, it's, it's ridiculous. But he didn't have any technique. It was just like, if I bang you or catch you once, you're not mm. getting up. You know what I mean? And that was a lot of the majority of his fights. He'll catch them, they weren't getting up again. Yeah, you know what I mean? So, when Fury did, it was almost unbelievable. It was miraculous. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it was like almost seeing someone walk on water. Like, yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. This guy got up. So, I feel like. By that point, it still would have been, I don't even imagine what that punch would have been like, but he'd worn this guy down. Like he'd been boxing his head off for at least eight or nine months. So even though it still carries the kind of same power, it might not have been as the same as if Tyson Fury got hit with that in the first round. Yeah, fair He enough. might not got up, you know what I mean? So I feel like Joshua's punch power was very underrated. Even his dad, yeah, Tyson Fury's dad was like, nah, I'm, I can't lie. If, if Tyson was to get hit with that, I don't think he'd get up. He actually mm. said it, but he said, obviously, same thing for Tyson. If he was to catch him clean, I don't think Joshua would get up. So, you know. No, they're heavyweights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good debate, man, for sure. But I think Anthony Joshua's mentality has changed, though, because do you know when he was winning, everyone was kind of on him, like, oh, he's the best, like, no one's... And then he lost, and I think he started to see see the real world of what people are. Like, people are very fickle, innit? And they were like, oh, Tyson Fury's the best because he's never Mm. lost, like, Tyson this and that. And when they were interviewing him, he seemed a bit cold in his approach. Like, normally he's like, yeah, da, da, da. He's just like, you know, thank you for coming out. I appreciate it. And he's like, I'll fight anyone in it. But I'm not here to kind of pander to people. It is what it is. I'll mm. do my own thing. So I feel like sometimes in a loss, like, like I always say this, like, um, like you know, it's good to be grateful for the love, but don't be blinded because people don't want to see you win as well. So when you do lose, loads of people will come out to criticise you. You get what I mean? So facts. I think for him, I feel like Joshua fell into that bubble that a lot of us find ourselves in where when you're doing something really good, and it's really successful, mm. or you're you're really like skyrocketing in whatever it is that you're doing in, and you're prospering. You'll think that oh, everyone's got love for you. Everyone, you still see you you still know that you got haters, but you won't even pay them any attention. That's it. But yeah. the moment you lose, the majority of people that are supporting you, some of them might turn in. You start to notice you've actually got haters, but you got more than you thought that you had. <laughs> you get what I mean? And that exactly. can really get to you, and yeah. that can knock someone off their pedestal, and Understood. you might lose your rhythm altogether. So I feel like his mentality. Let's not even talk about sport in terms of judging human beings has changed. Like, you know what I mean? Not everyone's in my corner like that. So mm-hmm. even if I do win, I know I have to work even even harder to stay there because someone will come and take it off me. And the people that say they're supporting me, you know what I mean? They're not really there when it yeah, matters. You know what I'm it, saying? Man. So, yeah. No, yeah. Life lesson, man. Sometimes you need to go through them setbacks. To yeah, like for sure. For sure. And I think people are saying that. Up. People are like, it's good that he lost because now it kind of, he knows that he has to be hungry. Otherwise, yeah, someone yeah. that he doesn't expect will come and take it off oh, of him. You facts. know what I mean? So... Like, yeah, man. If he continued on the route he was going on, like it's mundane, isn't it? It's like cruise cruise mode. Like I know I can do this. That's it. And once you get it's like it's with everything. I think that that's why in this year it's it's really highlighted. Like so many people have been comfortable in their jobs and it got ri- the carpet got ripped up from under them as soon as COVID happened. Yeah. You're furloughed. And people are like, huh? You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, what's that? Like, am I coming back to work and what and this is not to laugh at anyone, yeah. but even me, if I found myself in that situation, I don't think I would have been prepared enough to be like I still got bills to pay as well. You get what I mean? So I feel like certain people adapted better than others. Like I heard one story, these two guys, they both got furloughed from the same job, but they just some, this is again, preparing for a rainy day. They'd managed to save so much money during their time working that they just opened a shop. They're like, come, me and you be our own bosses. They opened a shop together. It wasn't anything crazy. I think they were selling like comics or toys. I don't know how they're going to make money off that. But it was like, well, we're our own bosses and we just so happened to find our safety net, even though we got, made redundant yeah. you get what mm. I mean so it's being prepared for the worst and I feel like a lot of people have to even in, including myself like you know what I mean not not don't be in cruise mode like 
be in a mode where you're always expecting the worst. Obviously, not to walk around in fear, but just if something proactive. mad was to happen, yeah. even if I am saving them for a house, I've got 15 or 20 grand to fall back on. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. So even if I don't have a job for a year, at least uh, the max I might need is maybe about, if you're spending, you don't even need to be spending that much, but if you've got bills to pay, it might carry you for six months or so. You get what I mean? So it's important, man. It's important. And it's funny, actually. I was reading about that. I know like the average UK savings, people in the UK... From the, I can't remember what age it was. I think it might even apply to any age, but the average savings that people have in the UK is about five grand. Mm. Real talk. So I was thinking, bro, it's not even, that's not even, like before I would have thought that's money, but that's not money. Like, yeah. <laughs> especially when you're out of work. If yeah, you're out of work all. for more than three months, that, that thing is going to dry out quick. You know Very what I mean? Quickly. So mm-hmm. yeah, the average person's savings in the UK is about five grand. So again, it just it just goes to show that you really can't be in cruise control. And it, it might not it might not be to any fault of themselves. Like, people get inundated with bills, travel, and all this stuff. So, even though initially, before you started your role, you were saving a lot of money, but as you got into your role and got more comfortable, you start to accumulate more bills. That's it. So then, the capacity to save what you were saving before diminishes, and it's like, I can only save 200 this month or whatever. And then before you know it, by the end of the year, you might have started with like, three grand in your savings and you've only got about four and a half and technically really like it's still something but it's like mm-hmm. it's not enough if something mad was to happen you get what I'm saying so yeah man it's important like try not to live life in cruise control always have like a, a outlet they always say a second stream of income but I know it's not that easy in it but again it's kind of trying to live below your means as much as possible you know what I mean it's mm-hmm. difficult though because everyone wants something I woke up wanting something today randomly like <laughs> I need to get this thing you know like and that's the thing that's where I think for the normal person, everything's kind of working against you because to have anything in life, you've got to work for it and you've got to pay for it. That's it. You get what I mean? And sometimes people get confused where they put their their wants in front of their needs. Mm. So be like, you need this, but you want this. So you'd rather pay for your want first than worry about your need later. And even though you can pay for your need, it's diminished how much you really should be keeping. You know what I mean? So, you know, and it's that saying like a, a wise... Um, a fool in his money are easily parties. You know what I mean? And that's... I'm not saying anyone's a fool, but sometimes I find myself like spending money unnecessarily. Like, why did I buy that? I could have just gone home and whatever. You know what I mean? Or why did I... Why did I do that? You know what I mean? So it's like you have to be conscious, like... Because you're working for it at the end of the day and you're that's putting it. a lot of effort that's into it. it. You get what I'm saying? And that's with anything. Financially, whether you're you're in a, a job that's dog-eat-dog, whether you're in a sport that's brutal, you can't really be in that lax mind of, oh, everyone loves me, I'm succeeding. Like, you need to think, like, if this gets taken away. Who are the people that are going to remain? And what do I have for myself to show for at least I've built up to this point? You know what I mean? So, yeah. That is big facts, man. Life, man. Like, not, I actually very much agree with that. Yeah. But there's also, you know, there's another train of thought, yeah? Um, and I guess this is probably people being motivated in different yeah. ways. But some people, yeah, they, they would rather buy whatever they want, want yeah. and then use that to like motivate them does that make any sort of sense true so let's say they want a big car yeah or they let's say they want a range or whatever it might be it might be stretching them yeah but they might need that stretching to get to the next level true some people people are able to do it like that you know what i mean true um and they want to like you know enjoy their lifestyle Mm. while also pushing themselves like you know when there's a strain on you you sometimes you work a bit you work under pressure yeah Yeah. so But I think the more, the smart option probably is to to try and have a safety net. Of yeah. This, if this doesn't I think it's work, a healthy balance. Of yeah. That. I think there's a healthy balance. Because you that. can't be too 
like, I can't say you can't live too much within your means because then you might just not be enjoying life. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, oh, I'm just working and saving, working and saving in fear of this might go wrong. But at the end of the day, like you said, you need to find a balance in it. But some people are just more disciplined than others. Like, I don't know how true this is, but I remember I worked with someone and I feel like this is very doable, but the amount of discipline you would need to employ, you'd have to be almost a bit psychotic in this <laughs> sense, yeah? So, shout out, there's a guy I used to work with called Reese. Shout out mm. Reese, innit? And he was like, yeah, like, I used to work in Primark, like, I think between the age of, like, 17 to about 21, he said he worked there. And he was like, no word of a lie, there was a guy that showed him his bank account one time because he had to come in with some statements for a proof of address okay. or something. And he had, like, half a mil in there. But he'd worked in Primark pretty much his whole life. And I was like, how is that possible? And the guy was, like, in his 40s or something. I was like, that's not possible. You you're chatting. And he was like, nah, like, this guy never used to spend money. Like, it's not a joke. Like, he used to live around the corner mm. and he still lived with his mum at that age, but he fully had, like, almost half a mil in his account. And that's because he never used to spend anything. So I was thinking, number one, how stingy must you be? <laughs> that's mad. Do you not pay rent in your house? You know what I mean? <laughs> There's that. Do you not buy food? And do you not, like, have a good time? But he's like, nah, he was, he was really, like, very much one of those people. Almost like Rain Man. Like, just the numbers. That's it. Like, he just mm. sees the numbers. He doesn't see the enjoyment of those numbers. You know what I mean? But this guy pretty much worked, I don't know if it was necessarily pretty much, but worked in retail his whole life that he'd accumulated that much money. And I was thinking, so even if you're getting like 18, I was thinking, that's mad. I was just like, are you sure you didn't inherit it? And it was like, no. Taking like, away taxes and all that. That's I was thinking, nah, you're chatting. And he was just like, nah, I might be exaggerating now, but I don't know if it's like, but it was, it was it was money that you couldn't make in a normal retail. Mm. And he said he managed to save every year pretty much 90, 98% of all that salaries. You must have been investing or something, bro. I was thinking... <laughs> Puff, it's actually, you could, not. I wouldn't say minimum wage. Let's say you're on a 25k a year job, yeah? And you do it for 10 years. And after tax, you're getting 25k. Let's put that, because <laughs> <laughs> after tax, you're getting 25k. You. You're nothing. But let's just say you're getting 25k. That's at least, what, 10 years of not spending anything? <laughs> I was like, I was like, nah, you're chatting. But it's like, nah, I saw this brother's payslip and it was not payslip, um, bank statement and it was disgusting he was like <laughs> i started to contemplate what i was doing didn't it? and he was like but i forget like think of me like i'm not even getting that much yeah, so i was yeah, thinking yeah. for him to say that the amount of discipline or psychotic kind of you know what i mean what's it obsession he had with numbers mm. it's literally like he didn't spend anything and technically if me and you're on anywhere between 30 to 50k a year yeah we could do that but you wouldn't be having any kind of fun whatsoever. <laughs> you know, I mean, you'd be screwed, nah, basically. So I was thinking, some people do have that kind of obsessive, compulsive with numbers. Like, no, nah, I can't spend or whatever. Like, they'll tell you that I don't have money. But I don't think I've ever met anyone that's been like, yeah, I saved 100 grand. Mm. Doing it legit and I never spent anything. Like, you know why? It's mad, yeah. Because even, even when you're earning like 100K, like really take home is like 60K. Like 60K. Like yeah, I put up a number of taxes on my, um, on my page. There's mm. a page called... I think it's called Money Talks or something. Okay. And they discuss stuff like that. And I think the highest uh, rated, the highest tax place on earth was Sweden, if I'm not mistaken. I'm going to post this on my page again so people can check it. It was Sweden. But mm. it said that they had a better, better, like better, um, better, higher life expectancy and better average living day. So like they didn't work for too long, but they got more money. Mm. But they got taxed more, but their their average, the way that they lived was better than it was living in the UK. So people were commenting, they're like, yeah, like, I, people that lived in Sweden was like, even though the taxes are high, there's so many benefits that we get because of the taxes. You know what I mean? It's going back into so like free healthcare. I think it's healthcare, free childcare. So like, you know, here you start to have to, having to pay after a while. It's like, mm. we get loads of stuff and we get loads of incentives. So even though we're getting taxed a stupid amount of money, 
a lot of the money is going back into the people. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, whereas here you get taxed and you don't see that money again. So I think that was the 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 most taxed place on earth, innit? Mm. Whereas in Dubai, I think they only had like 5% <laughs> or if nothing. Yeah, it's crazy. They didn't really have tax over there, mm. but then they didn't have a lot of the free amenities like other countries had, yeah, like yeah, healthcare yeah, yeah. and whatever. So, you know, it's like picking your poison. But, um, but yeah, um, we'll get onto that, innit? But yeah, yeah, we'll get onto I, I wanted yeah. to quickly yeah. go back to um, Joshua's interview, yeah? And basically, he was getting a lot of slack for not, like, basically calling out Tyson Fury. Oh, yeah. And, like, in some of the other interviews he did later on, he was like, yeah, it's going to be more action, less talk from me this yeah, time, yeah. Um, Just because. And I wanted to just talk, take it more general and ask, like, um, is there any benefits of, like, telling your plans ahead of time? No. None? I think... I think speaking it into existence helps and maybe in telling people like watch in five years yeah I'm going to have a million pound and people know what the goal, what the deal is but not necessarily telling them what you're going to do to get that million pounds but you could say like yeah in five years you like I'm going to have a million pounds certified mm. and you could you could keep telling people that every day so when you do make it people are like nah he's been talking about it for the last <laughs> five years he fully made it you got I mean you can say that but I feel like other than that there's not really any benefit because mm. like you said if you don't make it you're kind of not seen as a failure, but it's a sense of failing, isn't it? Like, oh, I didn't even do it. Or, you know, people are not happy that you're speaking those plans into existence, so they might try and detract you from it. Like, oh, you know, if you were to try and save a million pounds, like, in five years, you're not going to be able to do this, you're not going to be able to do that. So that creates an element of doubt. So I, I remember J. Cole saying it, something like, if they can't if they can't see or hear your dreams, they, they can't, can't shoot, shoot them, them down. down. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So it's like, whatever you're doing, you don't necessarily have to talk about it, just do it. So the more you're doing it and the less people are seeing you, once you do achieve it, you'll be like, yeah, man. Like, you, know, you think me being goals for, wasn't for a reason. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So I think there's more... There's more... Um, there's a greater feeling in just achieving something rather than saying it. Because I think he's learned from his mistakes in terms of Joshua because he kept saying, I wanted to fight all these guys and none yeah, of these yeah, fights yeah. were materialising. So a lot of people are like, oh, is Joshua running? Like, he's, he's ducking them, in it, Or he's lying. Like, he keeps saying it, but it's mm-hmm. not happening. And... That's that's human nature in general. If I kept saying, "Are oh, you man? I'm getting this. I'm getting this Audi, Audi, Audi," and then I never got it, <laughs> people would be like, "I swear you said you was getting an Audi." Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. it's it's an element of shame on your part, and it's an element of we knew you weren't gonna do it anyway. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? So yeah, man, I feel like it's better for you to actions. For me, I think it's always been the case. Definitely speak louder than words in most cases. You get what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, big facts, big facts. How about you? Do you think there's any benefit in? Um, probably the only one is like accountability. Okay. So you can have private plans, but because they're private, you might not push yourself to go through it mm, because mm. no one is there to hold you accountable. Accountable, true, true. But at the same time, once again, I think it's a healthy balance. Mm, you have to mm. know yourself. Yeah. Like, are you like very driven, or do you need people to like someone to hold you to account? Mm, hold so, you accountable. That's true. Yeah, I think that's probably the only benefit I can see. Okay. But apart from that, yeah. I think moving in silence to a certain degree is... It just makes things easier on yourself yeah, as well because then yeah. there's not expectation from two ends because obviously you've already got expectation on your own end but when else someone else is expecting it, it's like it's even more pressure for you to deliver. Do you get what mm. I mean? And let's say you do deliver but it's not within that time frame. Some people might look at you differently like, but you said you was going to get it in so what, and you didn't. What's going on? Do you get what I mean? So, mm. yeah, I feel like sometimes... But sometimes that... So that's when it comes to that account really. Sometimes that can be a true, good kick in the bottom to like... True, true. Let's say, go back to our last episode, let's say you wanted to lose weight. Um, True. And you've said that to someone. They were like, 
Hey, I saw well, you said. Yeah, you know what I mean? They see you eating cake. And you're like, I swear you said you wanted to. Then, oh, yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah I might yeah, put true, that back. You know true, what I mean? So true, true. it all depends it's on a good counter. It's a good counter balance. Yeah. 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 Definitely a good counter balance. Sure. But even growing up here, yeah, yeah. in terms of like plans and all these different things, would you say you had a a plan A, plan B? Or yeah, would you always have a plan A? I think or? from the age of about, from like year four to about year nine, I just wanted to play football. Oh, I, I just wanted to be a footballer. Okay, that was my thing, innit? I used to, anyone that knows me that's grown up with me from young, I used to be a bad boy footballer, but I never used to have like my parents come to the games, innit? Oh, so okay, 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 I started okay. to get a bit disheartened. I wouldn't put this on my parents, no way, no how. Like, my mum wanted me to be a professional footballer, but it was more like I didn't really have that guidance and I got a bit nervous playing in front of massive crowds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like with my friends, that's a big thing, you know? yeah, like with my friends and in school, yeah, I was Ronaldinho. You know what I mean? <laughs> and this is no word of a lie. They'll tell you that. Like, nah, he was definitely one of the most gifted guys that I've seen play, mm. but. I would then call, get called up to like a school team and then I kind of wouldn't be the same. I wouldn't have that much freedom to express myself. Mm. So I wouldn't be, I'd be nervous in it. So I'd be very conservative with the way I play and it just make me look average. Mm. And then I'd go to play for like Saturday league teams. And these times I always used to go to church. So I couldn't find a balance of me going to football training during the week and then being able to play on Sunday because yeah, yeah, it wasn't yeah. really in our culture to be like, oh, you're not going to church. <laughs> Even though my mom wanted me to be a footballer, she'd be like, why are you going to play football? You yeah, have to go to church yeah, yeah, first. Yeah. You know what I mean? So... Eventually, that dream, that dream kind of like subsided in it. I was just like, nah, man, I'm, I'm done, bro. Like, it's 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 too difficult. Whereas, like, if I was to have a kid now, if I saw they were sick at football, I would know the channels to go to. Like, we'll find your local football team. So, I think the earlier you start playing, the more it builds confidence. You can play in front of fifty yeah, people, hundred people, and I never had that. I started playing in the playground, but people were like, nah, he's raw though. Like, he's good. And then I kind of just started to lose the kind of hunger and determination for it. Whereas a lot of my friends that were good. Some people that weren't as good as me got better because they kept playing. You yeah. know what I mean? So they've just become, for example, someone like, um, shout out my guy, some guy called um, Uche. In year seven, I'm pretty sure this guy was a goalkeeper. But by the time we got to year 11, certified, he was the top, maybe top three players in our, in our school. He was oh, cold, what? cold, proper good. He was cold. I think he, he, ended up, he ended up going to play for like Tottenham under 18s. Oh, sick. But he just didn't make it to like getting a pro contract. But mm. he was cold. Like for someone that I've, we've seen growing up together, he was just sick. So by the time we got to like year nine, there was just this, development of change and it just became really good didn't mm. it so whereas by that time i was kind of like peaking and i was just like you know what this ain't really for me man mm. whatever but i didn't necessarily have a plan b so i remember we had guidance counselors come in they're like what do you want to do and i was just hearing people shout random words like architecture <laughs> so eventually i was like yeah like something like that like architecture or surveyor but it wasn't necessarily my passion in it so it was mad i never really had like a plan b and there was never really anything i liked other than it was sport and art you know what I mean? So I was more of the creative guy, but I was thinking, nowadays, don't get me wrong, because of social media, art sells, and if you're a sick artist, you can get paid, and people can commission pieces for like 500 pound minimum. But it didn't upwards. seem like that back then. Yeah, it, it didn't yeah, seem yeah, like yeah, that yeah. back then. And social media wasn't a big thing. The biggest thing we had on social media was MSN, and there was no way you were spending 10 hours on a painting to send it through <laughs> MSN. Who's got money like that? You got what I'm saying? And no one really had the link, so it was art, and then I was just like, yo, what am I going to do? And I never really had a plan B, so I kind of, again, coasted through school. It was like, you know what, all I need to do is make sure I pass my GCSEs. And I didn't pass any. Like, I failed every, I mean, I passed everything. But it was very, like, average. Like, you could have yeah, been better. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Again, that came from coasting. Because I knew I could pass all these subjects. Mm. Most of my subjects, the teachers loved me. They are like, nah, man, you're predicted to the A in most things. It was like A's, B's, some C's. But because I was coasting, most of them were C's. And then I, I got a few B's and maybe, like, two A's. But it was like, I remember one teacher was just like, you could have done so much better, but you just couldn't be bothered. Like, I can tell, innit? I was like, well, I didn't fail anything, but it's kind of not good enough. Do you get what I'm saying? So I never really had a plan B. Even getting into college, I was still like, mm. you know what I mean? It's, eh. I just know <laughs> I have to be in education. So 
looking back now, I definitely would have pushed myself more in it. And I would have done something, even though I'm more of a creative, I would have mixed it a bit. So I would have done something like psychology. Um, photography is a good one as well. Because, mm-hmm. you know, people are getting paid off of taking photographs. It's not a joke. Yeah, you know fact. what I mean? I would have done something like that because that's a creative thing. Like, um, and maybe something like, um, something to do with numbers, like maybe like accounting or, you know, economics, you know what I mean? Or even okay. history, because I know a lot about history. Mm. And it's, I started to find my passions the older I grew, but by then, it's never too late, but it's like, oh, if someone had sat me mm. down and just spoken to me and not even asked me what I want to do, from there, you can kind of get from people's conversations that, like, oh, this guy's, you're good with your history, you know? You should do this, you should do that, you should do that, so. But do you think yeah. it's, I was going to say, do you think it's harder or easier as an adult to have a plan A, plan B, plan C? Yeah, uh, good, good question. I think there's more pressure to make up your mind as an adult. Mm-hmm. Like when you're a kid, you've fully got primary school up until university. Because <laughs> even university, even if you get a degree that's got nothing yeah. related to anything that you want to do, you can still make a, a leap of faith and jump into the industry you want to go into. But um, I would say it's a bit harder to make your decision as an adult because you might be stuck in a job for 10 years. Like You get this all the time. Some people have passed the bar to be lawyers, then they go and open up restaurants. Yeah. And they're, they're fully grown adults. Like, mm-hmm. your parents, they are not they can't even dictate to you anymore because these times you've moved out and you're on, like, 60, 70K a year. And then all of a sudden, one day you wake up and you're like, ah, this ain't for me, man. I want to cook calamari. You know what I mean? Like, real talk. Yeah, real yeah, talk. Yeah. It's not a joke. Like, it's we're happening. laughing. It's real talk. So I think as, a, as an adult, it's harder to make the decision because of the circumstances sometimes we find ourselves in. But, you know, it's difficult as a child as well. I wouldn't underrate it, innit? Because obviously your parents are always going to be there to support you. But some parents... I think they let their children just express themselves. They don't want to push them into anything. Mm. And my mom was very like that. Like she was like, whatever you have a passion for, do it, but just be really good at it. Do you get what I'm saying? Even if I wanted to go to art school, she would have been like, go. Mm. But she would have been like, make sure it's what you want to do in it. It's 100% your passion. So yeah, man, I think as an adult, it's definitely, I think it's easier to create the plan as an adult, but it's harder to kind of stick with it because more times your situation might de- determine the choice that you make as well. So how about you anyway? No, yeah, I think... I think definitely as an adult, probably it's, it's harder to have a plan B because mm. you might already find yourself in that plan A. <laughs> True. You know what I mean? True. And I think I think when you're a child, it's very easy to have like the whole alphabet of plans. <laughs> yeah, true, true, true. <laughs> because true, you have so true. many options, yeah. True, like, true. More time, there's only like, I think, a certain percentage of children I really, really know, know what they want to do, do from and jump. Stick with yeah, that yeah, the true, whole way true. Through. That's very true. Um, I knew, I knew for me at least that like, I didn't really have a passion in anything. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, real talk. So, that's not, that's not even fun. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the truth, isn't it? Like, if someone's asked me, "What was your passion?" If it was football, if it wasn't football, it wasn't really anything else. Mm. You know what I mean? So I'm not gonna front like I had time that I really wanted yeah, to. Yeah, so that's why I feel a lot of people do because because yeah. it's nothing that's really getting them out of mm. bed in the morning. It's just mm. because you feel obliged to do it. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, um. So yeah, there was always that um that quote, I think I don't know who you were saying, one of these motivational guys, maybe Will Smith even. Yeah. That, you know, don't have a plan B, like only have a plan A in it, you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, I think that's yeah. once you actually find out I what, your passion, what is. your passion is, yeah, yeah. I can agree. And that with can that. only come sometimes yeah. like much later. Yeah. You might think you have a passion and then you finally actually get to the job and it's like, mm, this is not this actually really what, what I wanted. Was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've it's been real. fighting it's so real, hard man. my whole life. Yeah, it's real. And it's not actually what I'm passionate for. So it's real. It's 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 strange, man. But I think life is about That's life, though, isn't it? It's never really definitive unless it's like your God-given thing. Some people just born that way. Like, oh, this guy was always mm-hmm. going to be that. You know what I mean? That's why you hear, sometimes you hear these success stories and people say, now, nah, this guy was always going to be that. We yeah. couldn't see him being anything else. You get Big what I'm class. saying? So, 
Yeah, not everyone's molded in that way, you know what I mean? Sometimes people achieve greatness early. Sometimes people achieve it at middle age. Sometimes people mm. achieve it at late age. Oh, look at Morgan Freeman. This guy became one of the, the staple actors at the age of like 50-something. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so, that's right. <laughs> uh, this is what I want to tell everyone that's listening as well, yeah? Never put too much... Don't be lazy, of course, innit? I'm, we're never like promoting laziness here, but don't... Someone said, yeah, don't ever be too harsh on yourself. It's J.K. Rowling. She was like... Mm. Between the ages of like 16 to about 30, no one wanted to buy her Harry Potter books. She was like, she was a failed writer. She sold one year at the age of like, I think she said 40 something. And she became a multi-millionaire by the age of 50 something. She was like, look how life works. It's funny like that. You know billionaire I mean? even. Yeah, I mean billionaire yeah, even. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so she was like, it's funny. Like, don't, don't give up on hope just because you haven't made it for the first 30 something years of your life. More often than not, you find that people are really successful on the latter end, innit? So, you know. That's it, man. Definitely, bruv. So, um... Yeah, yeah I'll say that's, that's even your yeah. nugget, fam. <laughs> yeah, no, that's my nugget for real, man. You know what I mean? Okay, don't don't day, rush bro. it. Don't rush to, uh, your the the beginning part of your life too early, where it often leads people to mistakes. That's why you see people in jail, you see people with criminal records, and they've they've effed up their opportunity going into the latter end of the latter end of the years in the latter end of their life. You know what I mean? Because by the time they're fifty, they've messed up their kind of clean slate that they've been given in it. Whereas if you're necessarily like if you're working legitimately or you've been doing your own thing and having your own company business legit and then all of a sudden something clicks in your head you're going to be more motivated because you know you've gone through all these experiences now you've built yourself up to a certain point where you're like oh like if i do this and i do it this way this time around it could work and then that's it that's the difference between you being a multi-millionaire and you just being another average joe you know what i mean so never rush it man you know what i mean life is definitely a marathon not a sprint oh, I yeah, Nipsey, you feel me so yeah that's my nugget today, <laughs> still. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't even have one today, but... No, man, it's calm. All I was yeah. going to say is, you know, big shout out to everyone that's listening. Oh, big facts, appreciate man. it, man. It's, it's actually genuinely, like, love. Like, I have love for people that, like, DM me and whatever. You know what I mean? Sliding my... Yeah, <laughs> I'm joking, <laughs> but, you know, hit me up with positive feedback. It, not even if, it's, even if it's not positive. Like, I feel like you guys should talk about this. You know, I take stuff like that on board. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, no, yeah, definitely, yeah. like... That's you know what I'm saying? Like, definitely. And, even the people that are not showing us love, yeah, I know you've seen our stuff and I appreciate that you're looking. You get me? Mm-hmm. And you see the views. <laughs> the only way is up and up. You feel me? So oh, when yeah. We, when um, we do go. Also, have to shout out um, Joel of Court. Oh, yeah, shout them out. Coming um, small, small influencers, getting them gifts and that. Yeah, you know. Um, know them ones there. So yeah, thanks for the jollof. Was uh, banging. Yeah, sorry, I couldn't, I couldn't uh, take the food. But yeah, it was, it was dope, innit? Like, I really appreciate it, man. Trust me, like, I was humbled that you even thought of us to send us anything through. But check them out, of course. Um, mm-hmm. What was their thing? Jollof, jollof court. Yeah. Um, find them on the socials. You know what? I added already. them anyway on the. On yeah, Instagram, yeah. So. so you already know what it is. But yeah, trust me, man. I'm thankful. I'm grateful. 2020 is coming to an end soon, innit? So even though it's been messed up, man, try to enjoy the rest of the year. Big and facts. obviously have a great Christmas, man. You know how it is already. Enjoy the festivities. Trust me. Any last words? Merry Christmas, <laughs> you healthy animals. <laughs> you got that from home alone, innit? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a, that's a top tier, I'll give it to you. Peace out. Stay safe.